0: Now, Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show, with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Welcome to Everything Old is New Again. I am Douglas Viviani, joined by David Cohen. I was going to say the omnipresent, but we've said that too many times. I'll come up with
1: another. I'm really not omnipresent. You barely let me speak. What's the opposite of omnipresent? Well, the omnipresent
0: is like that omnipresent jack-o'-lantern that's on the porch. You don't notice it, but it's there all the time. (laughs) Gee, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) With that smile and that glimmer in its eye.
1: Anything to help you. Whatever whatever I can do.
0: For trick-or-treating, as you approach the door, Mm -hmm. that omnipresent jack-o'-lantern may actually talk to you. You know, the, the new ones. You're not getting this.
1: No, but we are talking about comics, right? DC and Marvel. I'm excited. Yes, we are. I'm very excited to talk about DC because there is a
0: new uh, vision, I think, that DC Comics is bringing to the table and trying to compete a little bit with the tremendous success of Marvel Comics. And the question on this show is, can DC compete with Marvel Comics, which are the likes of, there's going to be a brand new reboot of Fantastic Four. There's Spider-Man going Gangbusters still. Right. There's Thor. They've just announced they're doing another. Another there, one. There's Iron Man three. Iron Man. I I don't know if they're doing a fourth, but they're certainly doing another. And
1: you you got to think. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah. you got to think they're going to do another Guardians of the Galaxy, which was a just a mega hit.
0: Absolutely, and they're going to do another Avengers. That's been announced.
1: Right. And so, I'm I'm a DC guy. You know that. I grew up on DC comics. I mean, I like Marvel. Don't get me wrong, but I, it's just I'm I'm so sad that DC just can't seem to keep up, and we're we're going to talk DC about But
0: DC started as a detective comics and then it started and it owned comics which were the only place to get these characters at least until the 60s, maybe even right. the even up to the 80s, uh, I would argue. Um, Superman, as we know, was created just a little smidge here by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. They were high school students. A couple 19- of
1: Jews from Brooklyn. Yeah. 19- no, they were, 19- from,
0: well, they were from Cleveland, Ohio. They
1: were from Cleveland, Ohio. 1933. 19- a long time ago. <laughs>
0: but then they sold the character to DC Comics they should have had an attorney in 1938 and they kind of get burned on that the cap the, the the whole thing turned out to be a uh, Would we'll just say a windfall for DC Comics and Superman first appeared in Action Comics number one, 1938. That comic mm-hmm. book now, by the way, sold I think for a half a million. Wow! Recently,
1: um, that's the one where he's lifting up the car. Right? Yes, yeah. yes, pretty cool. Um, as a ki- as a uh, as Superman, yes. yes. I was so going to say as a kid, but no,
0: no, you no, right. on the cover. Yep. Yeah. Um, so imagine being a kid in the 30s seeing that. That was brand. You were a kid new. in the 30s, weren't you? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in my mind. I was always a kid. Um, I was still a kid now. Bob Kane created Batman in May 39, right off the heels coming off the heels a year later of this production of Superman. And he did that for, again, Detective Comics, which became DC Comics. So those two characters were on the radio serials, were on uh, comic books. They went bonkers. That was it. They owned this Genre. How
1: did this new kid on the block, well, not so much new anymore, but back then, Marvel come around and just knock him off?
0: Well, I'll I'll get to that in a minute, because I just want to show you where DC, I think, went wrong before we get to where Marvel went right. Um, Adventures of Superman.
1: Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way.
0: That that was the apex in the 50s and early 60s of DC Comics, and, and the first time, they had very little special effects, that comic book characters were in reality. In other words, you could see a real live not a cartoon, character. Right, right. And so then the question comes, if they were so on top of the game, what happened? Yeah, what happened? Um, to me... Do you
1: know? I, I, I'm going to... According to Wikipedia, go no, ahead.
0: No, no, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> what was that
1: laugh? That was, the, that, was that, a, was, that was a new laugh. I liked it.
0: <laughs> that was the, uh, the, the Joker <laughs> laugh. <laughs> um, in the where do I go from there? The, the, <laughs> okay, I'm going to postulate.
1: Let's get back to the yes, topic on here. That
0: Stanley Jack Kirby and many of the other writers From Marvel that were in what's called a Marvel bullpen in the '60s really set the stage. What they did was they pulled you know five or six different talents uh, in the industry and put them all together in uh, you know one room and said, guys. Let's get some characters out of this. They created those two, and then a few others, but those two basically created most of the characters you see today in the movies that we just mentioned.
1: So you think it was more of the of getting everybody together in a room and kind of brainstorming and coming up with them, as opposed to what DC did, which is basically a couple of guys had their own ideas and, and they bought them, and they, them. that was it. Right? Yeah, they
0: didn't have a bullpen. They, they looked, they searched out, and and you know, I think that if you see what goes on with brainstorming. Um, and working together with other people as opposed to being by yourself, especially in the creative field, you'd probably be more creative at least with one or two other people.
1: We should start brainstorming, you and I, because this is just going nowhere.
0: (laughs) Well, the show certainly would be different if it was just me or just you. I think it would be obvious to say that.
1: What are you telling me?
0: That we need you. (laughs) And that word's better. I should have used the word better. Um, (laughs) But we laugh, we have fun, but DC, after that show and continuing... Except for their Batman show in the sixties was very and is very serious. It is. They are. They they hey. take their you know, they take this very seriously. There is no uh, no way to talk think about it. Even when they were they hit it in the nineteen seventies, nineteen seventy eight, the with the uh, Superman, if you remember this
1: um, Christopher Reeves, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If you remember this a little smidge Michael, but thank you. Keep it running. This, this is uh, really was a great turn in the movies. And again, it was DC doing this.
1: Right. They were the first.
0: Remember the tagline for this show?
1: No. What was it? I
0: loved it. It was, it was you'll believe a man can fly.
1: Oh, right. I remember right. that. And
0: it was amazing to us to see Superman actually fly.
1: Yeah. I remember that. You know?
0: It was tremendous. And then we then we had Tim Burton's uh, Batman in, in uh, 89. Which
1: was also huge back then.
0: Huge. Uh, Jack Nicholson and Michael Keaton. Serious as can be. Very
1: dark. Yeah. But, I mean, Batman is a dark character in its essence. And Superman, you know, there's not a lot of lightness in Superman either. Yes, you know? but
0: even in their off... Uh, when they're not wearing the costumes, they're such serious characters. right. right. Marvel kind of especially with Spider-Man and some of these
1: others, the Fantastic Four, they said, there's personality there, yeah. you know, they're quirky. The Flash is a little quirky, right? He's kind of a wisecracking guy. Um, I'm talking about the DC universe right. now. But but you're right, for the most part, the DC character series. So, so DC had it. They had it. They had the movies. They had the characters. What happened? But I think they were sold
0: on the idea of superhumans, or at least superheroes. If they weren't all human, superheroes, and that's what people wanted to see. But really, it's not. It's the faults of these superheroes that people are interested in. So you in. think
1: that's what turned the tide? I
0: think, yeah. I think they ignored the other side. When the when the guy or gal went to sleep at night, they weren't a superhero. They were a human being that was going to sleep and waking up with foibles and problems and difficulties. And there was there's something to that, I think, that, that they kind of ignored. Because if you look at those comics and those shows, most of the time, those characters are in their superhero outfit. Right. Most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time. Yep. We'll be right back with more discussion. Could this mean curtains? Is this the end of their career as crime fighters? Can they avert disaster? Answers tomorrow. Same back time, same
1: back channel.
0: You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show, with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen.
2: Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can, spins a web any size, you feet just like guy's look out, here comes the Spider-Man.
0: Welcome back to Everything Old is New. Again, Douglas Viviani with the omnipresent David Cohen. <laughs> I guess it's going to stick. It's gonna, It might stick. Um, that certainly was the theme to Spider-Man from the 1960s and 70s, yeah. where
1: I think we started to see the tide turn. The battleground went to the Saturday morning cartoons. It's DC versus Marvel.
0: It sure did, because cartoons, you could do all those special things that these characters could do. And again, up until 78... Superman, which we spoke about previously, you really couldn't do that, so you couldn't do live-action stuff. Right. So they said, let's deal with these characters on a Saturday morning cartoon. Now, I think, I would challenge you on this, I don't know, that maybe we could see the difference between Marvel and DC through the comic book, or I should say the comic strips, or what would you call these, the cartoons uh, on the Saturday morning cartoons and their beginnings, um, their theme songs. We could start with the theme songs. All right. So let's let's try sure. that. Just get an idea. I have something
1: else to say about them in general, but I the theme songs is good. Yeah. What do you have to say? Oh, okay. Uh, you know, it, it's funny because Marvel, if you look at those old cartoons from 1966, 67, they were horrible. They were they were just they were like stop action like you know, you you would hear the voices but you would see a still shot. It, it was almost like reading the comic book. So there wasn't a lot of motion going on with them. Um the best thing about him was a theme song but yet on DC they did a better job because the characters were moving it was actually animated and there was a story to it interesting but in the theme songs for it's a good point but the interesting
0: other side of that is that Marvel um, when they did theme songs explained so much about the characters it was so character driven <laughs> yeah. and the DC ones we'll see uh, they were just music let's just take a look let's okay. listen to Iron Man
2: Jody Stark makes you feel he's a cool sex-
1: that's a good song oh come (laughs) on that's such a great song it just captures the 60s and and tony stark he's the coolest cat with the hottest deal now i think that one line probably informed robert downey jr's portrayal of him in in the iron man movies more than anything else so what does that say about the theme song and what marvel was putting out there just from that theme song alone it defined you, like you were saying, it defined the character. It did a good job. I think so, and let's juxtapose that to the Justice League of America.
2: The combined
1: might and power of the Man of Steel and the Cosmic Crusader, the Winged Avenger, and the King of the Sea, all working together for good against evil as the Justice League of America.
0: Now, they're describing, or that gentleman is describing the
1: characters as superheroes and just kind of listing them along. Right, right. No, it didn't do anything in terms of describing them. The good thing about the Justice League as a cartoon, though, is you saw all the DC characters together, which to me as a kid and even today is the coolest thing to have which, them by all the working way, together. the way, they
0: stole from the Avengers, which was, came out in 1965. That was 67. Okay. Just as an idea, I'm just there saying. There you go, right. Uh, but. I agree with you. The animation was better too with the Justice League, no doubt. Right. And it was only a year after, you know, Iron Man sixty-six. That was sixty-seven.
1: But I agree with you on the songs. Yeah, Marvel had the songs. Now let's let's listen to one more Marvel, maybe a couple more Marvel songs. What is here? This one. See if you, tell me who this. Cross is.
0: the
2: rainbow bridge.
1: That, that was Thor. It was the worst of the of the. Um, you no, know, you know what? The Submariner was really bad because they actually spoke the words. Mm. Um, but Thor was the second to worst theme song of the Marvel cartoons. So, are you pre- presenting yourself as the historian of the the comic book
0: uh, cartoon uh, theme songs?
1: I, th- I think I'm making that pretty clear. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. This is now you're finally into the history. Well, I like to see this. This is nice. Um, well, I, the
1: history, but it's interesting because because it's describing the character. But all the history that I describe doesn't have to be thrown out like, oh, that's fest. Wikipedia. This a is a news fest. It's a news it's a snooze fest. What am I saying? Snoo- <laughs> when you when you do your history, sorry, man. Sometimes it's just wow. All uh, right, you got to write to us on that oldnewagain.com. The oh, first old new Broadway show. New. What did you do about the first Broadway show? Oh, that was you fantastic. what was the In name? 19,
0: the, that was 1866. Uh, God. And it was right after the Civil War. It was a fantastic discussion <laughs> there. If you missed that, go back to that discussion. Uh, scintillating. I guess. Right. podcast, uh, Everything Old Is New Again. Biz. Uh, I'm going to sidetrack a little bit. Bob, did you know that Bob King, the creator of Batman, created one of these uh, cartoons? One of these car- Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs>
1: You remember that courageous cat a minute mouse
0: I know, we're, we're dating ourselves. But that uh, that was a parody of Batman and Robin right. with, with these characters. Uh, again, Bob Kane created that because he wasn't making he didn't make any money from Batman. Huh. He sold it. Wow. To D.C. So he said, well, I got to do something here. 60 to 62. That ran five minutes long. That's all it was. And it was 130 episodes. Just a little history. Wow.
1: 130. 130. I didn't episodes. realize there were that many. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: and what a great theme song. Yeah. No words whatsoever. Correct. From someone that was kind
1: of in the D.C. universe. But think about Captain America, the theme, the the words to that, summed up Captain America. All right,
0: Mr. History, can you tell me some of the words to the the, the 1960s theme to Captain America? I
1: can't. Not all of them, but okay. Um, When Captain America throws his mighty shield, all those who chose to oppose his shield must yield. And when's the last time you heard that? Um, I own the DVD collections. (laughs) About a week ago.
0: (laughs) So you're still watching this? Uh, Yeah. All right, so that's a little bit of a cheat, but all right, that's still very impressive. Let's see if you're right.
1: When Captain America throws his mighty shield, all those who chose to oppose his shield must yield. If he's led to a fight,
2: and a duel is due, and the red and the white and the blue will come through. When Captain America throws his mighty shield,
0: I guess you were right. Yeah, when he's led to a fight, and a duel is due. Again, describing the character and what's going on, but not really
1: too much there about the behind-the-scenes or side of... No, but and, and can I just say one other thing about the Hulk theme song? Yes. One of the best rhyming lines ever in the history of pop songs, I guess. Really? Yeah, when uh, uh, Dr. Banner, belted by Gamma Rays, turns into the Hulk, ain't he unglamorous? I don't know, Mike, can we switch that up? Let's let, it's a little out of order, but I'll, I'll listen to that. Let's see.
0: No! <laughs> Do you really like we John- cut?
1: Banner, there you go. Rays, the Hulk. Ain't un-
2: like that.
1: Maybe they missed the boat. He's not ever loving Hulk, you know. He wasn't this cute little thing. But by the way, nice job, Mike, on that switch I around. switched but around but on do you. Do you
0: you think this is an interest? This is interesting. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? I don't know. Really? I'm going to tell you that to me, the parody of Superman, which was Mighty Mouse from 1942 to 1961, is Mr. more interesting. Never when he hears this mighty sound. Here I come to save the day. That means that Mighty Mouse is on the way.
1: It ran 19 years on TV. 19 years? And then it was used by who? Oh, I can't think of it. Andy Kaufman. It. I can't think. When I hear those oh. words, I I see Andy Kaufman. I can't help that. I'm sorry. I thought you, I thought you were saying you didn't know who it was. Yeah. No, it was no, no. God. Synonymous. When he just stands there on the stage, like totally silent until he says, here he comes. And then he... He, he lip syncs to that part, yeah. But everything else, he's just like you know, standing there Stand- bopping. <laughs>
0: what a great routine! What a great, what a yeah. great comedy mind. Look, look back to our uh, show about comedy. We mentioned him in the stand-up comedy, right? A smidge uh, on everything old is new again. Biz. Uh, I don't know. I, I see this. I see where we're going with this, but I'm off the track now. I'm thinking of just these Saturday morning cartoons. I, I want to listen to this one and see what you all think about this. When criminals in this world appear and break the laws that they should fear and frighten all who see or hear, the cry goes up far and near for underdog. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I love that show! That little dog with the pill and everything—it was, was great. <laughs> with Molly Purebred, Polly Purebred, Purebred—I mean, that's that's, g-
0: that's got to be a little better than Marvel and DC altogether. I Don't think mind. so. And what a great song! <laughs> Absolutely. We'll be right back. Welcome back uh, to Everything Old Is New again. With our new format, we're going to have a little opportunity here at uh, the end of the first two segments to speak to you, break down that fourth wall and talk about something that is of interest to me and and Dave and and maybe you just a little little tidbit.
1: Yeah, so tell us this, this, we're going to talk about pet peeves, our own personal pet peeves. Uh, yeah, Doug, you have one? If I could do this quickly because we don't have so much time. Go, 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 go. Uh
0: I go to a restaurant, you get dressed up, you, you make a reservation, you sit down nice, you order a nice meal, you look you're, you're eating a beautiful meal and, and it's expensive. You look over to the person next to you and they're eating and the, to the right to the left, all around I see this everywhere. They're using a knife and fork like it's the first time they've used it. They've got fists covering the <laughs> knife and fork, and they're eating from on the underside, and they're trying to cut the meat by spearing it to, and pushing it aside instead of using the knife like a saw. I mean,
1: it drives me insane. It, does it distract you so much you can't enjoy your meal? Yes. Wow. Okay, cool. Now, back to America's entertainment pop culture
0: talk show. Everything old is new again with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. There will be chaos, rivers of blood in the streets. I know it.
2: My name's Bruce
0: Wayne. However dark and scary the world might be right now, there will be light. rocks <laughs> That's the theme to the new series, and I think it's a hit, Gotham.
1: I think it is a hit.
0: And that is the DC, the new DC universe, putting out its new version of television shows, again, trying to... I don't know if they actually actually saying to themselves, let's compete with Marvel, but they certainly are competing with Marvel. Oh, yeah, I know.
1: would think they are. I think that they're, they, they see that they're getting beaten all over. I mean, and, and the movies, I think that they're, they're totally getting beaten out. Um, so maybe they're getting smart and they're saying, hey, you know what, TV, there's so many TV outlets right now. Let, let's approach it that way. And so far, so good. And they, they are changing the, to-
0: the, the tone. Uh, we, we were just talking about theme songs. in The 60s got a little bit carried away with all of that. <laughs> a little that. bit. They're just trying to rein it back into the topic and w- at hand, which is DC Comics and how they're dealing with the competition with Marvel. And are they going to change? And are they changing? I, I don't know. I've seen this uh, Gotham show. It's very serious. Again, they're staying with the serious side of things. Um, but um, at the recent Comic Con, there was a nice discussion about this from the uh, from the participants. So let's hear what they have to say about about this whole topic.
1: One of the things I think is sort of brilliant about Bruno is he's, he's he starts the entire pilot off with Jim making the morally correct decision not to kill Oswald, and of course. The morally correct thing in Gotham is not the thing that you should actually do. Right. right. <laughs> effectively, he creates a supervillain. He, yeah. Gordon, effectively is responsible for, for Penguin. Eventually, they're
0: talking about their particular show, um, and that is the actor that plays the part of Commissioner, uh, the eventual Commissioner, Commissioner Gordon. Gordon right. And this is a show that is shows the the, the prequel to right. Batman when
1: Bruce Wayne was a kid he had just seen his parents uh, the show actually s-
0: opens the f- one of the f- one of
1: if not the first scene first is like
0: that iconic scene from the comics if you know the comics where the two bodies are surround are on when we left and right of this maybe 12 year old child and he's looking up and, and crying that his parents had just been murdered right and it starts from there right. and um I I think he's right I think that uh That there's an investigation here, a very serious discussion of this topic, and to find out and see how the Penguin develops, which is the first character we're we're exposed to. Well, finally, right?
1: Finally, DC is is getting into the character and the story behind what's happening. It's not just good versus evil and and go for it. Right. right? I mean, there's not going to be a Batman with with a cape and all that
0: for quite some time, if at all, in this show. If at all.
2: uh, yes, I'd like to see all of these characters Some of them, you know, are uh, uh, Bruce's age So it's 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 hard But um, e- episode 9, look out for Harvey Dent So it's uh, We're working our way through it uh, Bit by bit, but well, we'll get there
0: That's one of the creators of the show uh, And he's Answering questions about what's happening, what are they going to get to meet all of these villains? And if you see the show now, there's a girl that's clearly Catwoman yes, as a child, right? As a kid, um, there's the Riddler. You could see, and he's yep. working for the police at present. But it's so interesting that they're going to de- I think it's very interesting to see how these people developed into villains. And, and isn't that what I mean? That's not what we everything want to see. we want, but
1: we want we want some to see. of that. Yeah, yeah. And, and thank goodness. And it's a good show. That's the and important. Batman thing. has got fantastic villains and an endless list of villains. They're more interesting than Batman himself,
0: no or. doubt. And I, but I think where with, with DC's dropped the ball in the past and might be picking it up here is the relationship between Alfred and Batman, or you know,
1: very offline. interesting spin on it with this show. Yes, because
0: mm-hmm. you, when you really think, usually think of that, it's just him helping, is just the helping hand, if you will, of Batman, or you know, in the old '60s show, it's a goof. Right um, now,
2: you start to realize why he's a great uh, keeper of the gate and, uh, uh, you know, why he was hired by one of the richest men in the world to look after his only son It's because he's a badass.
0: (laughs) Like it really makes sense. Really, if you're really looking at this comic seriously, I don't even know if Bob Kane would have even thought this. No, he didn't have to. Right. He went right into the adult. Basically. Right, but did he think of a backstory behind all of you know these characters, how no. they got there? Maybe not. I mean, again, it was 1939 so. when he created that. Right. And look at how they're re-envisioning re-envision- this, uh, this whole comic, this whole, I don't want to say genre because it's not that, but it's this whole Batman franchise.
1: I think it's a really smart thing they're doing, really smart. And
0: before that, maybe the Christopher Nolan trilogy um, may have had some influence upon this. Uh, or not let's see what they have to say about that
2: that trilogy is a masterpiece as far as i'm concerned thank god we're 18 years before that so i think he he changed comic book movies um for the better what he did what he did was every emotion in that film is real i mean experiencing that and and i i I believe that that's the way to go with these comic books i think the ideas are strong enough that we can set them in, in in this real world
0: again that's the co-creator i should have written down his name i apologize but it's the co-creator of uh gotham, gotham. speaking and what is he mentioning he's mentioning these whoa these prior movies sorry uh, my hands are gestrating here the the prior movies uh, of batman the last three that were highly successful very well acclaimed um but again still still very serious right. and dark yeah. even yeah but very successful and what did he talk about you did talk about anything other than character. Right. And how they talk about the emotions these people are experiencing are real. And to me, what that means certainly is when they, you can see how that's what that means in the development of this Gotham show. They want to see why did the Penguin become...
1: Penguin. Why do people even call it a Penguin? Why is he limping like yep. that? They show that, and they the show. show right. They explain it. It's interesting. It's it, you know you sort of get sucked into this story suddenly,
0: right? And how did Commissioner Gordon get to be a commissioner? You know, right. how did he become a supporter of
1: this vigilante? Why? And you're seeing it develop. So, we're, so DC's starting. I think to to there's a groundswell here, right?
0: But I yes, and I wonder if we if we put the crown. Uh, on Christopher Nolan for doing this? Is he the person? Is it... Well, what changed? I don't think so. Are the comics
1: changing? I wasn't a big fan of... I'm sorry, of that trilogy. I think they were okay. I think they were really dark. I think they were overrated. And what about Man of Steel? He was also behind Man of Steel. Right. Same thing. I mean, mean, it it was too dark. It just wasn't... I mean, they're talking about the human element in in Batman. Um, Just very one-dimensional, though. Just you know, good, evil. There really wasn't yeah. any. Well, that's
0: now, I, I, let's take it by, um, we'll just say by increments. In other words, in the DC world, this fella changed things by looking at the, the, the characters and trying to develop the emotions, the true emotions. I mean, that Joker that he developed was, of course, with the acting, with Heath Ledger, but I mean, you know, the, right. the Joker he developed and the motivation behind that character and where it came from. Um in the DC world, changed the DC world. I think didn't change the whole thing by saying okay, let's okay, let's be yeah, a little more I, light, yeah, let's be a little more fun. I agree. But with for that. DC, yeah. I think he had a significant effect. But I'll tell yeah. you, I think this uh, this Gotham is. really I think this is going to have a bigger impact.
1: I yeah. think maybe Chris Nolan started, arguably, but but I think on the TV side, if if the movies or anything like the TV show that, that DC's coming out with, I, I, I think it's a home run.
0: Yeah, and we'll look at that on the other half of the uh, the other side of, of the commercials, but um, I don't want to harp too much on this one person. If you look at the comics, too, there's been such a tremendous development of, of what went on in the comics. It was Frank Miller back in the 80s, and he did uh, when you know, The Dark Knight. Dark the Knight. Batman. This really was the genesis of this. Batman was an older 50s Old, character.
1: Yeah, that was a really good book, yeah.
0: Yeah, and a uh, sequel back in, in, later in the 80s on that. And that really um, also changed Batman. I mean, let's face it. This character's been around since 1939, <laughs> you know, and they've done a lot. But now they're mining new, new uh, stories. Right. So
1: it's, they have it's, to because the other the other characters just weren't making it for him, right? Green Lantern just didn't do it, right? You know, right.
0: It's quite interesting. Let's uh, come on, go on back with uh, with this discussion. Come yeah, on, okay. and join us in a few minutes. We'll be right back. This is Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show, with Douglas Viviani
1: and David Cohen. Okay, what what is happening now, Jay? Well, we're going to return to Everything Old is New Again with uh, uh, Doug and Dave. Oh, okay. I got nothing else better to do. (laughs)
0: <laughs> if you didn't get that, he's saying I've got nothing else better to do. That's nice to hear,
1: and I'm sure you out there don't either, which is why
0: you're tuning in. Thank you. <laughs> That's Chuck and Bob from Soap. Uh, in the bigger picture, that is Jay Johnson, who has uh, done a Broadway show and won a Tony Award. Nineteen. I'm sorry, two thousand and seven, uh, and he was on our show a few shows back. Please take a look. And listen to uh, to that show on ventriloquism. because it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, and you can get that on our podcast at Everything Old Is New Again Biz. Uh, it's also I just want to say because it's past the holidays now, but it, what a great gift for a birthday! He has a DVD out of his show, Jay Johnson, The Two and Only, and get it on Amazon.com Or go go to the Two and Only uh, What a what a rewarding. Afternoon or night, whenever you watch it with your family, you, you would have. Exactly. Just so much fun.
1: And it's different. It's different, you know? It's not the same old stuff. It's so good. And it's not dark at all,
0: <laughs> as we're talking about, you know, segue into Batman. Batman. and And in general, DC Comics, um, which is dark, but I think it's it's at least now exploring. I mean, people liked uh, The Sopranos. That's explored personalities. That's kind of what that was in a dark world. Um you know, the the Walking Dead certainly is a dark world, exploring personalities. So you never know, not everything has to be a joke, not no. everything has to be tongue in cheek. Um, no, like but Marvel
1: it, does, but but there's got to be some character development. You got to kind of like and root for the characters, and and when it's just pure good versus pure evil, you know, it's, it's just it's boring after a while. Right, and I think Bruno Heller,
0: who was the gentleman that we had heard previously, I didn't have his name, um, was a co-creator speaking previously about. Uh, Gotham. He created that show with a fellow by the name of Danny Cannon.
1: Um, Bruno Heller, I think, has got it right on. Yeah, I think so. You know, the other thing I, I just want to say about DC, they've got an ace in the hole. I don't know why they're not playing this up, because Marvel has nothing like this. DC has Wonder Woman, and, and I i don't understand why they haven't capitalized on this, because it's she is such a strong female character that has not been exploited yet by them, I don't get it. Marvel, I know there's some female superheroes in Marvel, but but there's no one like Wonder Woman, no one that that I think girls and 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 women can identify with as much. So what's going on with that? Where is Wonder Woman what What, what are they waiting for? I don't get it uh, i I agree with you. Uh, I think there's some
0: rumor and I've seen pictures of the actress that I think is you know' there's right. rumors that has been hired to play. Wonder Woman in the next... We'll talk about the next movie. We'll hold it a secret for now, but in the next installment of what they have planned to do, um, yeah, let's hope I mean, they I mean, They're just
1: afraid. They're afraid they're going to portray it as too, you know, too sexy or... I don't know, but it, it's just such a golden opportunity. Well, what are they sexy- thinking about with... We'll I put mean, that in the pet peeves section. Yes, we could do that.
0: <laughs> I'm just wondering: are they, you know, reacting to what happened in the '70s, you know, with the Wonder Woman TV show, and and it was off after Linda two Carter. Years, and Linda right. Carter was just sex symbol stuff, and yeah. you know, are they are they looking, you know, mistakenly looking back and saying that's all we can do with this character? I, I don't Maybe, know. Maybe, yeah,
1: they're afraid. They're just afraid that right. they won't portray it correctly. Well, another
0: character has quite an evolution, and more of an evolution than than Wonder Woman. Uh, fortunately for this character, has been the Joker. Let's listen to a little clip here and see if you can follow what we got. There.
1: And now, the moment you have all been waiting for. Oh. <laughs> the unmasking of Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till they get a load of me.
2: <laughs> How
0: about a magic trick? I'm gonna make this pencil disappear. <laughs> It's
1: it's gone.
0: Oh, how evil was that? Yes, I mean, really. If you picture what went on there, that right. if you know that movie, you know, put a pencil on the desk and put that basically he fell his head right through the pencil through yeah. his eyeballs. I mean that was the last of the Joker. That was the evolution that I see of DC and of uh, through the, through the eyes of the Joker. The beginning that laugh, Cesar Romero it was really tremendous. <laughs> the rolling R's, I love that. <laughs> and the laugh he had is right, fantastic. so comical. And then of course Jack Nicholson uh, in Batman, the Tim Burton version. Get low to me, yeah. yeah. So you can see him getting more serious the the character got more serious and more serious and again now we're in this dark place this serious place eventually there will be a joker introduced into gotham and i think that they've said you may have already seen the character no, hmm. no, they've not seen the character, but they, they've thrown a couple of red herrings out there, if you know uh, the show. okay. There was a stand-up comedian that used to be in the, the Fresh Beat Band, a kid's band, uh, that was doing stand-up at one point on the show. And people said, oh, that's going to be the Joker. Um, oh, so
1: and, now they're trying to redirect you a little bit. I, yeah, guess, I think guess who's going to be the villain.
0: The comment was so, so interesting from Bruno Heller. He said, uh, listen, this character doesn't laugh. He's not laughing until... He's got the smile and the mistake and all the problems. later. Right. After he turns, that's the last thing that happens is mm. this laugh. Interesting. So you're not going to find a character that's humorous that is the Joker right. now as a 20-year-old right. or whatever it might be. So hmm. look out for that it's cool. just, if you're watching the show. It's very interesting to me. Um, but I want to look at Cesar Romero for a minute. Just step back and look at that 60s series, which we can't ignore. A couple of fun facts. Uh, I'm just going to throw them at you. Batgirl. Was supposed to have her own show, didn't pan out. Right, right. Egghead started the series. Starting in the series was never in the comics. The only one of the villains, and then written into the comics was Egghead, Vincent Price. Yes, Catwoman. Well, like, this is not really right. Catwoman was played by many, many people, but in yes. the show was played by Julie Newmar, uh, and then she a, was the best one. Right, and then Aretha Kit, Aretha Kit,
1: no, Eartha and, Kit,
0: Eartha Kit. Sorry, and Lee Mary weather. Lee Murray was the third one, right, in the show. And that's only in I think two years. Right, um, the Riddler. Frank Gorshin, nominated for an Emmy for his role in that show. Is that amazing? It's crazy. Um, the Archer, which was Art Carney, um, he was existed only in in one. one one episode. Right, that was it. I don't know. Just a couple of fun little. Fun little facts about that show, because that show keeps coming up. People talk about that when we t- mention what we, we do here, and they love to yeah, mention Yeah, but that you show. didn't mention the
1: Batman TV show. What well, we just did. Right. Okay. Lots of times. I'm waiting for Star Trek reference. I haven't heard a Star Trek reference uh, yeah, so far. Yeah, yeah, I didn't work on that, because oh. I am very serious about the uh,
0: comic books okay. in the comic book world. Although, there were many comic books... Uh, successful ones that were Star Trek comic books. And there's a new version out right now where they're doing the new universe, the J.J. Abrams universe. Uh, If you go on uh, any of these sites, uh, X-Comic is one of them, uh, where you take a look and you pull up uh, Star Trek, you will see some, again, reimagining of the original episodes because their world has changed now. It's a parallel universe. So the comics are taking these Villains and the different things that happened and giving it a new spin. Like I'm so sorry I brought this be.
1: up. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> really, this was totally my fault. <laughs> I, it could have been a Star Trek-free show, and I screwed up. Thank you very much. There's, I'm glad to have the opportunity to promote that because it's a tr- very well-written
0: Okay, uh, comic Let's do book. a show on that. It's not enough. That's for, a show. to do. Well, uh, maybe. Yeah, we'll try. Why not? Based on what we're talking about here, we're yes. also seeing that Marvel, just to look at what they're doing on the other side of the fence... Agents of Shield is pretty successful. It's been a, it's in its second show. season now. Yeah. I think it's going to be renewed for a third. You got the Age of um, Ultron, the Avengers movies coming out is going to be a blockbuster like crazy. Of course, you got a Daredevil TV series um, for Netflix that's hmm. being going to be released, okay. and an Ant Man movie. Uh, finally, the main thing that I want to talk about for two seconds is Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice could be released March. Of 2016. That's big for
1: DC. This is a big, big, big gamble they're making here. Yes, or they're taking uh,
0: based on the Dark Knight co- Returns comic from 1986, the sequel, uh, where they battle each other. And right. you think about it? Will Batman could even be in the ballpark with Superman? What's that all it. about? No, I don't well, see it. Well, there is Kryptonite. It's true. Batman's a pretty sharp dude, so there might be some something going on there. Could he be. Also wears not going to ruin anything, but he he wears an Iron Man type. Of outfit, right.
1: What else so what else is DC doing about this now? So they've got Batman versus Superman. They've it, got Justice League Part 1 and 2, two movies coming out,
0: 2017, 2019. Good. Justice League. So that should be fun. Excellent, excellent. But they're not doing the individual movies like Marvel did of the individual characters, so they're dropping the ball there.
1: Right. Well, you know, Green Lantern, I think I mentioned this before, didn't work. Um, you know, those characters aren't that strong. But well, on they're going a movie, you've got you to introduce them somehow. I guess. But on TV, they've got The Flash, right? right? That's that's so far, I think, getting off to a, a good start. Also very character-driven.
0: And that's a spinoff from The Arrow? From The Arrow, another good off spinoff show. from Smallville. Well, they've, they've done this on television. It's on the CW network. I don't mean to put it down. But, you know, some people uh, can't find it, don't know where it is. It's there. Look for it. You right. you 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 could find these shows, and they're really not bad. They're, no, the Flash is pretty good, actually. Yes, yep. it's kind of it's fun stuff. So we'll uh, we'll be back. Everything old is new again. Listen, to us discuss, and enjoy pop culture. This is your America's pop we're back everything old is new again again this is our new segment at the end of each half hour segment of our one hour blockbuster show that's now on the air taking a taking you behind the scenes behind the scenes um as, as best we can or we even just continue our discussion of what we were talking about previously which we're we'll behind now. the scenes <laughs>
1: okay now let's keep talking about this yeah so i, I think dc is uh, i think they're going to do it i think they're going to be successful because um I don't know. I, th- I like what they're doing on TV now, and I think the movie is going to follow that theme. I'm very hopeful as a well, DC fan. Well, you know, fan. this
0: movie, they've got the original, you know, the, the, the character was in Man of Steel. Um, I think the fellow's name is Kane. Uh, I forget the, the actor's name. That actor for Superman is going to be. It's coming
1: him. back. I mean, uh, but Ben you've Affleck. Got Matt Damien mm-hmm. is. I mean, Ma- ben, Affleck ben Affleck is Affleck, Batman. I'm saying,
0: is, yeah, I, I'm yeah. not buying that at yeah. all.
1: Oh, I know. He
0: destroyed, know. destroyed uh, He's become yeah, a dumb. better, I, you know,
1: he's, he's become a better actor, though. I think I think Ben Affleck he's become a much better actor so hopefully he can pull this off I think they're doing it for the name to bring people in and and
0: I probably probably I'm rooting for him but I'm not so sure that this guy can do it and that would be terrible although let's face it a lot of this movie I would say at least a half hour they're probably going to do 45 minutes
1: on this fight between the two of them they'll be in the masks and all that so how much acting is that? Well, you know people be rooting for Ben Affleck to get the crap beaten out of him, so <laughs> that'll be it's good. It's entirely possible. I, I just hope they do the right thing with it.
0: I think also they're missing out on the tongue-in-cheek. Some of these characters, like you know, Aquaman, should be fun.
1: Stop with all the right. seriousness all the right. time. Please, lighten up on some of this, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, The, the Flash is kind of a wisecracking guy. Even The Green Lantern, I yeah, think, they're doing sometimes that a little, little quips. Uh, you know, you need that. You, you need like a Tony Stark kind of... Angle on on some of these DC characters Exactly, exactly, we'll be back, come on back Enjoy the show with us together